Hi, how are you guys? My name is Sharon, and I would like to tell my story. Um, I've never done podcasts before, and I've had people tell me that I should do it. And honestly, they encouraged it for the fact that I make funny jokes when I'm upset or mad. Usually it's whenever I vent. And when I vent on here, I really honestly just want you guys to understand that these are things that have been eating at me and I've been dealing with mental illnesses such as my manic bipolar disorder, I have severe anxiety, I have PTSD, and I just want to explain a little bit of each of those things because not everyone understands what it's like to have certain disorders, but when you come with a life that has taught you tremendous trauma it has taught you how to not be a human. It makes you feel like you don't matter and that you don't exist because you shouldn't. Um, I'm going to start off by talking about a little bit of my childhood. And I'm not going to be using names because this is a public platform and I'm not going to be exposing people. I just want to tell my side. Um, When I was younger, I had a person in my family do some really bad things to me, uh, like sexual abuse, for a good, like, 10 to 12 years. Started off at first just, like, molestation, and then it led up to rape. And then on top of that, I was trying to protect someone else in my family, which caused them to start abusing me, like physically hurting me. And eventually, my family split up, and I didn't have to deal with it anymore unless I visited the other half of my family during, like, holidays. But that's where most of my PTSD comes from. I used to have night terrors from it. And another thing is I had a first love and at first I thought it was beautiful. I was genuinely in love with this person and they meant the world to me. But there were certain things I didn't want to do that they didn't approve of. They didn't want me to say no. And I mean, we had a sexual, like we had... We had sex a few times, and I was dumb and naive, you know, 14-year-old girl, first love kind of thing. This guy was super hot, and I thought he loved me. Well, the love didn't matter when it came down to it. If I didn't want to do something that he wanted to do, it was his way or no way. Like, there was no way out of it, you know? And so shit happened, you know, and... I didn't come out about it until the next year. Well, it wasn't the next year. It was like in the middle of like the same situ- like the same year. It was already going into the next year. But like uh, the guy told me to kill myself after he cheated on me. And I was dealing with a lot of family drama, meaning like my I had a family member almost get 20 plus year in prison because other family members were lying and I was dealing with that on top of my own depression 
and for someone that I thought I was in love with that was doing these terrible things to me to tell me that to kill myself like I I went for it I ended up ODing ended up talking to a doctor ended up getting put into a mental uh mental uh a mental institution aka psych ward and that was actually a really really fun time for me I have a lot of stories in the psych ward that I genuinely enjoyed but um when I got out I was in love I ended up falling in love with my best friend who passed away shortly after we were finally a thing and I was 15 he was 16 and he was, like, my only friend. Like, the only person I ever talked to about anything that happened in my life. And he was just taken from me. So, I ended up having a really hard time just dealing with my emotions. I kept asking for a therapist. I ended up getting one after I tried to OD. But, um, my therapist wasn't the best. I ended up walking out on her and never went back. I got off all my medications and then I became hyposensitive. And that's okay. I'm okay with crying at every video I see on Facebook that has any kind of emotional value to it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to like summarize my life so that you guys understand where I'm coming from when I speak about half of my sh- half the things I want to talk about. Um, after that relationship, I ended up having another relationship, and this dude, I, I used to write letters to my ex that died, and, like, I would write about this guy, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to replace you, but I genuinely love, I love this person, he makes me so happy, like, with everything that's happened in my life, he makes me feel safe and sane, and then I started getting really uneasy, because he started spending time with someone else, while we were together and I didn't want to be that jealous girlfriend kind of thing like I want to trust my significant other knowing I have lots of trust issues and I didn't want to be crazy my friends they were on my side for a minute they were like wishy-washy about it they were like on his side on my side on his side and then lo and behold he has been cheating for a few months with the girl that I Per, I, I actually spoke to her. She was my friend. I was like, hey, can you give uh, my significant other some space? I'm trying to fix our relationship. And not that it's your fault, but I need him to just not be distracted right now. We need to fix some things. And he wasn't willing to just drop the girl. I didn't want him to just drop her because of me. I wanted him to do it because he wanted to save our, our relationship. And they got to the point where I looked at him in the, like I was at his, I was at his mom's house. I was with him, and I looked at him in the I was looking at him, and I was like, "If you're not happy with me, then don't be with me." And I don't want I don't mean this in a, like a negative way. I genuinely I genuinely cared for his happiness and what he wanted in life. And obviously, if you're cheating, I'm doing it's not that I'm doing something wrong. It's that you're afraid to be honest with me, or that you just want both. But, like, uh, I told him, I was like, if you don't want to be with me, don't be with me. If you want to be with her, go be with her, because I don't want to stop you from being happy. And, like, I genuinely meant it. And, like, his mom heard, and, like, his mom was, like, waiting for an answer, too. And he was like, I want to be with you. I love you. All right. Two weeks later, 
he's at this chick, he left me already, and I became the most hated person on my high school campus because I was an overly jealous person, apparently. But that did come with a lot of things. Uh, I had people starting rumors about me saying that I had an abortion and that I had a miscarriage that I caused to myself. I had rumors about me on drugs. I was so heartbroken that I was on drugs. Honestly, I was heartbroken. I compared this guy to someone I called my soulmate. The person that passed away in my life has never meant more to me. Like, he's the, he, he's the only person I ever cared about more than myself. And he meant everything. And for me to write letters saying that I love this guy and I want you to approve of him. Like, I'm talking to my, to my boyfriend that died that I wouldn't give anything in the world. Like, if I could just have him back that's what I want, but I know I can't do that, it's not how, the wife, how life works, but um, after me and the Steve broke up, I stopped eating, I stopped sleeping, I, I was really messed up, I was constantly thinking about everything I did, not just blaming myself the whole time, because everyone blamed me, so then I went manic, in my manic phases, they last up to months and months, like up to years, I wasn't okay until after high school. Uh, There was so much that happened in high school that I never want to imagine anyone else going through. It was tough. It was really, really tough. And I was self-harming. I was crying in the hallways while teachers just watched. I would have mental breakdowns in the middle of class and no one cared. They would look at me and just be like, Oh, she's a crybaby. No, I'm like I had like a mental snap multiple times to the point where it's like I didn't want to live. I stopped trying in my classes. Only one teacher ever stopped to speak to me about it. They were like, "I've seen how terrible you've been treated. I see that you're giving up." Keep in mind, this is, like, exam week. Like, I'm about to do my exam. And I had just turned in the one I bubbled in randomly. And it took me, like, five minutes. And then I gave it to her. And she, like, genuinely wanted me to succeed somehow. She knew I was smart. She just knew I wasn't okay. But, like, uh, she talked me into doing the exam. And ended up having one of the highest grades in the class. But, like, uh, my life right now... I'm okay. We'll just go with that. I actually have been dealing with a guy on and off for five to six years now. And this one really messed me up last year. Uh, we broke up in June, actually. It was a very, very toxic relationship. And I don't know why, but apparently I only attract the toxic, crazy guys that like to l- lie and question my mentality and who I am. I've lost myself over and over again. Like, I don't like dating. If I date, it's because I genu- I want to see that person in my life for a good long time. And that was the problem. The more I kept him around, 
without a reason to love him. Like, if you ask me why I loved him, there is no, I have no answer. When I look back at it, I'm just like, that was my own way of self-harm. But, um, he really made me question my life choices and myself. Uh, at first it was great. I, I loved this guy. I couldn't get him out of my system for years. No matter how hard I tried, like, he used to ghost me. Instead of breaking up with me, he just wouldn't talk to me for months. He'd come back with some stupid excuse. And then I'd just take him back every time because I'm stupid. That's all i got to say is I'm stupid. But, um, he... Our last go-around was six months straight. We have a long-distance relationship. I've moved out of state for this dude. We went on a date in 2016. I... We went and watched Nerve. It was November or September. We went and watched Nerve in the movies. And all he did was talk shit about the movie. And I loved it. I genuinely loved that movie. But, like, uh, we ended up going to uh, Baskin-Robbins afterwards. And we took him home. That was it. Uh, He was a terrible kisser. He does, I guess he was shy, he said, but the goal was, was for me to stay the night because I wasn't staying in town for long, and it was the last night I was going to be there, and I was like, we planned this out, I was going to stay the night, didn't think of any, like, frick-fracking or anything like that, like, I genuinely just wanted to spend more time with this kid, but nah, he chickened out, that or he just didn't like me the way that he said he did, but, um... This dude really caused chaos this last year. Um, He ended up telling me what to do all the time, telling me who I can and can't talk to, what I can and can't do. He would get mad at me if I would drink, because I don't like drinking, but when I do drink, it's usually on a special occasion. Most of the time, it was like when I was with my older sibling, and they would throw parties, and I would go visit them out of town, and I would spend time with them, I'd drink with them, and that's about it. That or, like, I'd be with my best friend, who I will be talking about a lot in most of my podcasts because they they really give me reasons to have stories. They they cause lots of memories for me, and I love it. But, um, my best friend hated this dude also. That was a great part. But, um, he, he wouldn't take me seriously half the time. He used to make rape jokes. He made comments like, ooh, I like it when they struggle as a joke. And that used to make me super, I would get so, so anxious. And I would just be like, what is wrong with you? You know my history. You know what I've been through. And for you to say things like this, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I can't be around you. I'm afraid. And then to be told, get over it. Just get over it, you know? walk it off, pretend it didn't happen, like I've been doing my whole life, everyone that knows this has happened, the majority of them just think it just vanishes, like it doesn't matter, but it does, every day I go out in public and I'm afraid, I'm afraid to see certain people, I'm afraid to get close to a certain person, like just any person actually, I don't want anyone to touch me, I don't want anyone near me, I don't want them to breathe my air, if I can... If I can hear them breathing, they're too close. I'm, I'm scared all the time. And that, that comes from the PTSD, you know? Like, you get raped a few times and all of a sudden, you can't be around anybody. 
your guard is up and you're afraid of everybody. You feel like anyone can turn on you because those people that did it should have been the people that protected you. You know? But, um... There is so much about this kid that I just couldn't get over. But what really did it was uh, we broke up finally. I finally... I tried for a whole month to break up with this kid multiple times to the point where it's like, I am so sorry for this wishy-washy thing, but um, I need to break up with you. I need you to stop begging for me to stay. And th- th- this is hard. This dude was crying. This dude was going crazy at this point. He threatened to hurt himself. And then I was like, please, for the love of God, just give me some space. All I wanted was space. Like, it was just a break. I wanted to break up with him, but, like, I told him it was a break. Like, I would have probably ended up taking him back. But what he did made it impossible. I have PTSD from this dude now. Like, he straight up told me to go meet Alex. That's who my bo- who my boyfriend was that died. He knew about that. He told me to go meet him. That's his way of telling me to kill myself. And not only that... He brought up my mental illnesses and used them as insults. Told me I was damaged. Told me I was fucked up. Said that no one could love someone like me because I'm so fucked up. That it's so hard to deal with me. And really, I'm not that hard to... I'm not hard to deal with. My family does it perfectly fine. My friends love me. They cherish me. I'm important to them because I am a genuinely kind person and I do whatever it takes to make everyone I love happy. I don't even care about myself enough to go out of my way for myself, but I'll I'll go an extra mile for anyone in my life. And for this kid to tell me how imperfect I was, that broke me. I've been trying so hard to get out of my depression and like to work on myself and to love myself and he brought me right back to square one he triggered me i instantly went manic i ended up getting fired from my job i had two jobs i had two jobs at the time and i ended up like missing a lot of time at both jobs i kept having mental breakdowns when i say mental breakdown i mean i'm not just crying i'm hyperventilating on the floor unable to move sobbing and just in fetal position kind of things I'm hugging my knees I'm I'm broken I was so broke I I had a good I had a good job at Hot Topic for a while and they were so kind and they knew how toxic this relationship was and when I told them what happened they completely understood why I was acting the way I was. I wasn't even acting. It was, I couldn't control it. I would have to stop driving just to calm down every five minutes. Like, those words haunt me. I'm constantly thinking about how messed up I am. It's like a woe is me party at myself. And I shouldn't be that way. You know, you shouldn't, if you're like me, and you've been dealt, with a shitty hand at life, you shouldn't blame yourself. You shouldn't think that you are a problem because what's 
your abusers are the problem. And it's not your fault. And I wish people, like, I had, I have, I have friends that tell me it's not my fault. And that I need to stop beating myself up about everything. But I'm hard on myself. I care about my self-image because I created that. I had to constantly fix myself because people would change me. And it wasn't like a guidance thing. It wasn't like I was following them. Like, you, you know, like how people say, uh, you're a follower. It wasn't like that. It was more like people controlled me. No matter how hard I tried to defend myself, they would constantly make me feel like I needed to change. Hell, I have family that treats me the same way. And I know I'm not alone in this. I have so many friends that have dealt with similar problems in their life, and we all kind of just help each other through it. But, um... For some reason, I feel more alone than ever. I always feel very alone. Like, people don't understand what I'm going through. Or how I work as a person. Like, how my mind works. Because one minute, I'll be sitting there watching Netflix. And then the next minute, I'm laying in my bed in the darkness. Questioning why I'm alive. Even after, like, a good day at work, and then I come home, my family, and we all eat dinner together, we all make jokes, we're all bonding. Then I go into my room again, and all I think about is how, um, all I think about is how fucked up I am. And I don't think anyone understands. I mean, I know people like me understand, but, like, normal people... I don't think they understand how much someone can handle or how much someone takes in their life. And I don't remember the last time someone asked me if I was okay or how I was doing. Because they always know that the answer usually is I'm not doing okay and they don't want to deal with it. So I started taking care of myself. I started just... I've been doing lots of skincare routines. I take care of my hair all the time. I genuinely eat like one meal a day. I have a really hard to deal with eating disorder kind of thing where I don't like eating. I don't have an appetite anymore. I blame that on someone in my family who wouldn't let me eat for like two years during junior high. Like I would only, I was allowed only one lean cuisine meal and a water. Then I started just drinking water on my own. Like, at that point, I was like, you know what? Water is good for you. I was drinking water all the time. And I lost weight. But the fact that I had to lose weight so that I looked like my sibling because I wasn't thin enough to to be approved by by, uh, someone in my family, that's kind of fucked, you know? I'm, like, 12, 13 years old. And everyone else is eating normal meals, and I'm here dieting as a kid and like I would have family members if I asked for chocolate milk when I was younger they were like you want the low fat like you you can have it if it's low fat like the reduced calorie stuff like okay thanks thanks and like I've always been torn down always been criticized about my body all the time to the point where I went out of town with a family member and we went to the lake and they 
they saw my scars and they would make jokes and they would like my family did this like my older family like my I don't want to give out too much information so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go like, my uncle saw my cuts and made jokes in front of strangers saying what did you do chop yourself up and all this extra stuff and it ended up just me wrapping myself in a towel and sitting in the shade and I love being outdoors I love water and here I am hiding and it's not fair but um this is just a recap of who I am about the darkness that hides within me not all of my podcasts are going to be the serious and I just wanted you guys to under like just know who who you're listening to I've come from hell and back multiple times and this is just a like a summary of my life I'm missing out a lot of important details because I don't want this to be some sappy story. I just want you to know I have mental illness and this is why I have mental illness and this is what I'm dealing with every single day constantly runs through my head is all the things that have happened to me because at this point in my life, I'm proud of who I am. But tonight, I'm probably not going to be. And that's just, that's just how my mind works. But, um, it's at 25 minutes, so I'm going to call it quits on this one. And I hope you guys can understand a little bit more about me and my personality. And I'm outside, and that is a garbage truck who's louder than me. But that's okay. I'm going to go drink some coffee. I'm going to go play some Overwatch soon. And then I'll probably make another podcast that's more uplifting. Because this is kind of... This is dark. I let you guys know my secrets, basically. I don't tell everybody this stuff. And I decided, you know what? It's time to open up. I want people to know my story. I want people to come to me... And talk to me about their own problems because, like, I help others with their problems all the time. And I love helping people. I love having people come to me saying, Oh my god, that happened to me too. And I love having people to relate to. That helps me grow as a person. That helps me deal with my problems. Anyways, I'm wrapping it up. I'm so sorry that this has gone on for so long. Uh, if you listen to all of it, you're, you're a trooper, and I hope that you guys tune in for more, uh, I'll do some uplifting ones soon, I'll talk about maybe kinks or something, like, things I'm into, things that people want me to be into that I'm not really into, that, maybe I'll talk about how I sold dudes (laughs) for a while, and traveled a bit, um, maybe I'll just talk about how much I hate Overwatch, but I still play it religiously because I am insane. Maybe I'll just talk about my dog. Or maybe the funny stories I've done that my parents don't know about. Maybe my partying days. 
just stay tuned, you know? Like, I'll, I'll have some good things to talk about. I just wanted you guys to know who I was and, like, where I'm coming from. And maybe call some, like, start some friendships. Maybe I'll have some people actually try and help me deal with some of this. Like, I'm, I'm alone doing this, you know? I'm, I'm alone mentally, and I don't talk to anybody about my problems anymore. I don't like being a bother. But... It's, it feels good to have this all off my chest now, and thank you guys for listening and supporting me. Anyways, bye!